0: This is this, 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 Fight Disciples. We are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing
1: Talk. Welcome to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. Now, if you're just tuning in, you're probably thinking, aye, aye, Nick sounds like he's all alone in the studio. Then I am. Mr. Catchell has gone AWOL, he's left me this week, he's over in Belfast, the head of the big world title fight uh, well, world title double header, going down in Belfast this weekend, Ryan Burnett versus ZZ, now we're going to talk about that in the second part of the show me and Adam, before he disappeared, we grabbed over Paul Butler, now Paul Butler from Ellesmere Port is a leading contender for the winner of these two on Saturday night so Paul is going to go over to Belfast he's going to get ringside, he's going to get in the winner's face, and he's going to call himself a nice world title fight, so we're Gonna come up to that in part two of tonight's show, but first coming up, I want to speak to Natasha Jonas on the back of her win on Friday night, and then don't go away because part three, I'm gonna go live to Gdańsk, Poland, where we're gonna to speak to Darren Till, the first scouter in history to headline a UFC event. Wow. This is why Adam's gone to Belfast, you see, because I'm not going to Belfast. I'm not going to Leeds. I'd love to go to Leeds and see and see Sam Maxwell and see JJ Metcalf fighting this weekend. I'd love to go there. But I've got to go to Gdansk. I've got to be where history is being made this weekend with Darren Till, the one and only, Kyle own super striker. I've got to be in Poland. I've got to go. So anyway, I'm going over there. We're going to get there in part three. We're going to speak to him out there before I fly out later this week. But first of all, Coming up in this part of the show, the one and only Miss GB herself. So Tash, how are you? How are you doing? It's a couple of days after you win on Friday night in London. Sensational performance again, but it's back down to earth with a bump. Back to motherly duties, isn't it? Oh,
2: are yeah. So I'm just um, constantly going the toilet with the toddler because she's playing <laughs> how to party. Well, she's party trained
1: now. Brilliant. How long did that take? It took me a while with mine.
2: She's been she was she, she was really good a couple of months ago and then it, she like fell off the ball uh, but now she's back on it and we've had no nappy except in the night for uh, yeah. four days.
1: Brilliant! I love it when it gets to no nappy time. It just oh, makes, I... it just makes life not only is it financially great but it just yeah, makes life so I'm much thinking... easier. <laughs> those those fortnightly runs to Costco now are a thing of the past with one of mine at least anyway. It's not oh, too I... bad. It's crazy. Uh, I spoke to you briefly on Monday as well and uh, I couldn't get hold of you because you were teaching in school. What, what's going on? You, you're, the, you're the darling of, of Sky Sports on a Friday night, Get you straight back in the grindstone first thing Monday morning at school.
2: Oh, I... Um, it's... Because um, it's a black history month, um, some schools have asked me to go in and do, and do some talks and, and stuff, so... And um, yeah, that's what I've been doing. No best for the wicked. I must have been really
1: wicked in <laughs> the um That's something obviously you did between, you know, when you finished your amateur career and before you turned pro again. You did a lot of school work and stuff. How did that all come about, Tash? That you got involved with the with the schools and teaching and speaking to kids? Do
2: you know what? It was um, an opportunity, Sky had like, I just seen like an advert for it. Um, one of the lads, started... Do you ever remember Darren? He used to um he used to do it 'cause so he was giving me pointers on, on like what to do. It was on the Living for Sport programme it was, the yeah. guy. And um, he gave give me some pointers for the interview. And um I got the well, I got the position. So then you you just it it was like it was self employed so you could wear, you know, however long or little all, much or little that you wanted.
3: Mhm.
1: But you've still kept it going as well. Is that something that you're, are you are keeping it going because financially it makes sense, or because you enjoy it? And is it nationwide, or is it just on Merseyside? side?
2: The sky living for sport program itself was finished, but I still because I've got built up contacts with schools. Anytime they need me to do anything, yeah. they'll just they'll just they'll just send me an email or give me a call. But I, I really do enjoy it. I love. I, I was a youth worker before boxing, yeah. and I was short on that I really enjoyed, and. Um, I just like being
1: involved in the community and especially with the young ones. So it makes sense. Do the kids know that you boxed on on Sky Sports on Friday night as well? Are they all over? <laughs> you? Are they all over your career? Are they or... some people are?
2: Yes, you can tell. His mum and dad watching boxing.
1: <laughs> all coming in, all excited with gloves to sign and everything. <laughs> <laughs> kids are baffled. The uh, the the pop obviously the performance at the weekend. You must have been. Over the moon again. It's it's kind of like a it feels like a fairy a fairy tale star for you. But to be honest, Tash, I, I haven't seen you go to gear yet. You
2: know what? I like sometimes when I watch them back, I am um, I get annoyed with myself because I, I like I know with the lads that are spar better. So it's one of them things I think when I do get to step up, which I sh- I, sh- I would think. Well, I'd like to think would be in my next fight that like. I, I, you'll see the better me come, if that makes sense. Yeah. But I know that because I've had such a long time out. I mean, I'm not like Katie or Chantel who who like, has continuously boxed, obviously. I've had a long time out. That Joe wants to build me back in slowly, but I think now that I've proved, I'm, I'm ready for the step up now. But to be fair to that girl, if I didn't fight her on Friday, I wouldn't have been fighting at all because my original two opponents pulled out.
1: I think that's the issue we're going to have now, aren't we, moving forward? Because Marianne Gullias, who you beat at the weekend, the Hungarian girl down at York Hall, she actually had a version of a world title fight set up for November. I think that's been cancelled now.
2: And I think that was the issue with Kopinska, um, who was my original opponent, is that like, they're so afraid of getting cuts and stuff, or you know, getting a 28-day a
4: yeah.
2: yeah, that you don't want to take the fights, and you know, it it looks good for other people for me, but for me, I'm not getting the step-ups to the right places that I need.
1: Yeah, you're not getting the work inside the ring. Now, this brings me back to what Eddie said after you win in Liverpool a few weeks ago. Uh, and he said afterwards, he said, listen, with, with Tash, you, you, we're talking about a title fight next summer, possibly a world title fight next summer. It, 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 do you feel like you're ready for that step up? Have you felt, you know, because you you're in this division now. You look light years ahead of all the girls you're putting in with. You've just took apart a girl that's supposed to have the world title fight around the corner. I guess you can appreciate that your pedigree and where you are. You you probably are world class already.
2: Yeah, I think I think because we come from such a high standard of of boxing in the amateurs that like I'm not saying we're we Limachenko's or we're Usik's, but we're not that far behind the world champions when we cross over because the standards of amateur is so high.
1: Yeah. That's,
2: that's her thing on Moana. <laughs>
1: Brilliant. Do you know what, my little one, Moana is the greatest film ever made <laughs> because she can be in the worst mood ever. And I mean, like my little one, she's, she's only just turned, uh, well, she's not even 18 months yet, but she's, called, she's known as the menace at the childcare she goes to. The, the, all the kids nickname her, the menace, because she just, she's in everyone's business. But if she's at home with a strop on, we just put Moana on. And honestly, it's just magic. It's magical.
2: From from the minute she gets up, she says, I need the party. Even though she's still got an (laughs) affair. And she says, I want Moana
1: Brilliant. But you know all the songs as well, don't
2: you? Oh, we can... oh, not that I'm going to sing them, yeah. but yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's my favourite line at the moment. You're welcome. Because yeah. it's just in my ears, 24-7. It's crazy. Anyway, let's get back to the boxing. Let's get back to the boxing. <laughs> um, do you know now, have you, obviously, you, the, you've been penciled in for the Belle U Hay undercard in December. Has that been confirmed yet?
2: Not as of yet. Um, yeah. so not not. In- Set in stone, yeah. yeah. I'm just waiting for the confirmation. Yeah. So then, obviously, I can get back down to business.
1: Yeah, of course. Yeah, from a obviously from a point of view of being a one of Tony Bellu's friends, but also like the rest of us, a Tony Bellue fan, be great for your career, wouldn't it, to tick that box to get on that undercard?
2: It's a massive undercard to be on, um, for for all them reasons that you've just said. You know, he's he's a scout, sir. It's it's a big show. It's it's exposure for myself, and you know, I I need them nights like that as well as as well as being a spectator in nights like that. I need that for my own for my own career, Um, and just to be involved in big nights like that is like set you on your way.
1: What was what's been your favourite experience so far of the three fights? Was it the Echo Arena or?
2: It's weird because they've all been special for something different. Yeah. So obviously your debut, that's the one that everyone remembers. That's the one set you on your way. That's the one, like, that was, I felt the most pressured on that because I knew that everybody was watching because I'd had such a long time out. you want to see where you're at. you want to see, you know, how you progressed. They want to see if, if you still got it kind of thing. So I felt the most pressured on that. But I probably, looking back, that was probably one of my best performances. Yeah. Um, and then I went I went to Liverpool and then there was kind of the pressure was off. But because it was Liverpool, I wanted to perform then, so I felt pressured in a different way. Um, I didn't actually think I performed as well as I could have. Um, and I was so determined that I was going to stop it that I kind of forgot about the boxing and was just loading up with big bombs trying to just get it out of there. Yeah. Um, and then London, your hall, because it's like a, like a coliseum.
1: It is, it's an institution isn't it? That balcony it, literally hangs over the ring, it's crazy. It
2: is, yeah, and it's so mad and it's like, you, you know, we've we got changed upstairs which is, it was in the offices <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like, you, we've got the little wall and it's so hot, it's so humid yeah. and like, as you say people are over here, the the, the noise travels, the, it's, just, it, it's just a brilliant atmosphere to be in
1: yeah it is it's a weird have you boxed at your call before as an amateur you've you experienced it before
2: i did yeah um the first ever um time as a gb it was uh, the atlanta cup so it was um, gb versus usa and it was the first time women's boxing had ever been included in it wow so that was yeah that was it was monumental again for the first time
1: of course the the situation at the moment with women's boxing it's crazy because it's it's almost as if four or five years ago it didn't exist. Obviously, it did exist, but we just didn't really have any kind of scene here in the UK. I was a feel to be a part of this whole like, you know, this whole girl power kind of movement. That's what it feels like. It feels like a movement.
2: It is, yeah. I don't think because you're just a part of it at the minute. I don't think you'll appreciate it until you look back. So it's the same with the Olympics. Like at the time, I just thought. Like, I'm going to qualify, and then I qualified, and then I was like, I'm going to the Olympics, and I went to the Olympics, and then I didn't really appreciate what it was we did until when I retired, and I looked back. So I think the same will happen. It will only be when you see, you know, the younger kids coming through or, yeah. you know, that how, how the game changed in Britain, that you'll appreciate it. You think, oh, you know what? We were the first people to do that because... I don't think when at the time you just so caught up in doing what you're doing that you you forget yeah. about like the big on the bigger scale. And I think it won't be until you look back that you think, oh yeah, that actually we did something there.
1: Of course, do you get that sense now when you meet young girls in schools and you see them going to to boxing gyms and thinking, obviously they're looking up to you the way you looked up to to other athletes when you were a kid. Is 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 that weird? Is that something that's it's it's not it's? Or oh, you getting used to it now?
2: It, yeah, it's, it's a little bit bizarre because, like I say, you just think you're a, a woman doing boxing, and like you think, oh yeah, it's a little bit different that a woman does it, but you don't think anything of it. But then, you know, you you go to schools, you you go to the like our gym now has like I think five or six carded girls, and like. For so many years, there was only ever me and Lauren Wilson. So, like, it's just, it's mad that it's come. And there's young girls getting involved with it as well, which is, it's like, people are like, well, this is my way to to get to the Olympics, if I ever want to be there and if I train or And she can do it and she came to our club, why can't I? And that's that's what the Olympics kind of leave a legacy was was all about. And I think that's what we did without even knowing that we did it.
1: Yeah, definitely. In terms of your, your... Professional career then when you're here, here Eddie Hearn saying things like a world title fight next summer at the echo arena you know does that give you a little bit of extra incentive when you're going in the gym in the morning and you're going for your run when you're you know dropping the baby off and then racing up to Bolton to go sparring or whatever it is or is that something that you're a little bit like summer it's a bit soon no no I think i like, i I think that i'm I, I feel like the stuff
2: that I do in the gym I, I'm ready. I just need I just need to prove that to everybody else. That's what I feel. Yeah. If people could see what happens, they'd be like, "Oh yes." Yeah, she, she, and I still haven't like, like, performed. I don't think. I don't think I've been fully happy with the performance yet. So, and I know boxers, like everyone's always like, mm, I could have been better," because you you so own critic. Yep. But I still think there's a lot more left for people to see.
1: But you're making history as well, Tash. You know we've never had this before. The city's never had a a, a female boxing world champion. You know we've ne- every every step you take, every fight you take. It's it's kind of like being the pattern of your career. You're making new ground. You you you're blazing a trail for all these girls to follow. And for you personally, and for your family, that must make everyone so proud around you. Yeah, I think
2: like you know me, me and three like biggest. She 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 <laughs> she hates that fight, but she's my biggest fan. Yeah. At the same time, my mum absolutely loves it. My dad absolutely loves it, and I think my family are just I just glad that I'm doing something that you know from a little kid, I've always wanted to do. You know, not necessarily boxing wise, but I've always been sporty. I've always been the one that like did stuff in sport. So they're just happy that I can continue it into my adulthood, and and I'm doing something that I enjoy. Coming from a gym you know, we're fitted in and I'm happy and I'm I'm in a good place and I think that's that's all that's all anyone wants. Yeah,
1: of course, yeah. And what about the baby when she's older, are you gonna put the gloves on her, are you gonna let her box?
2: Oh, I'll I'll send you I'll send you this video of her we I took her to um, David Lloyd and they've got like a little soft play area and there's this like a little stringy thing, I don't know what you call them. And then she just starts going, <laughs> <laughs> and it's the funniest thing. And I was like, What are you doing in your boxing? And she goes and she stands so forward, which is so funny, and just starts <laughs>
1: it Brilliant. Chip off the old block. I love it. Oh, aye. Fantastic. Listen, Tash, lovely speaking to you. Uh, so happy that it's all going your way. Cannot wait until that world title shot next summer. But first of all, I'll keep your fingers crossed for this David Hay, Tony Bell, you undercard on December the 17th. Oh,
2: cheers, thank you. Take
1: care. We'll speak to you soon, Tash. Oh, uh,
2: Thanks, you.
1: That was the one and only Natasha Jonas. Sounding fantastic, baby, in the background. I love all that, you know, I love all that realism of what it takes to be a professional athlete. You are listening to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk.
0: You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast.
1: Welcome back to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. you just joined us. You've just missed Natasha Jonas. She's gone. She was here, in and out. Uh, we spoke to her at home, obviously. She was with a bit, a young baby. She was still... Still buzzing, I think, after that great performance in, in, down at York Hall on Friday night. What a fantastic ta- talent Natasha is. And, you know, anybody else, I think, who turned professional just six months ago to be talked about in a in a potential world title fight the following summer. You know, a world title fight inside your first 12 months of a professional. Kind of insane in the men's ranks, in the, in the professional ranks, just because of this depth, obviously, and in the, in the way you generally go British, Commonwealth, European... And that doesn't happen in the women's game. The the, the the pool of talent just isn't there. And bear in mind that Natasha, like so many other of these girls, Nicola Adams and and, uh, and Katie Taylor over in Ireland, the, these girls have been elite Olympians. So when they come into the pro ranks, they do move fast. So it may sound a bit, a bit like, what? Crazy talk. World title in the first first 12 months? Yeah, but it's different for the women's game, and it's just amazing that a girl from this city, from Merseyside, is really blazing a trail, and, you know, no doubt there will be a catalogue of young fighters come behind. And now anyone that saw Tasha in her second pro fight at the Echo of just a few weeks ago will also have seen the one and only Paul Butler. Now, Paul was a former IBF bantamweight champion of the world. That was almost three years ago now. I can't believe it. And he was advised to give up his world title belt moved down to super flyweight and fight for a different belt. In hindsight, why the hell would anybody give up a world title belt? But at the time, he thought it was the right thing to do. It blew up in his face, it backfired, and he spent basically the last three years trying to rebuild his career, trying to get back to where he needs to be. Now, on that Echo Arena car that Tash was on, Paul Butler headlined it. He fought Stuart Hall, ironically, the man he beat, to become world champion. They fought in a final world title eliminator, which Paul Butler won, and everyone, anyone that was there will admit, will agree with me that he put on an absolute boxing clinic. Paul Butler looked sensational that night at the Echo Arena. What a performance! You know, he won every round in my opinion, and he really set a he set a marker on the ground to say, "I'm here. I'm ready for a world title fight." And he pushed the book back towards Eddie Hearn. Now this weekend, over in over in Belfast, it's the first time Belfast has hosted a world title unification. How crazy is that? A city steeped in history like Belfast, yet this weekend it gets its first unification when Zan the crazy little uh, Kazakh who's based up in Manchester with Ricky Hatton who won the world title against all the odds by going over to America, he's put his WBA WBA belt on the line and local boy over in Belfast Ryan Burnett, what a fantastic boxer he is, he puts his IBF belt on the line, now for me, this is a 50-50 fight this weekend in Belfast absolutely incredible fight you've got to tune into it this weekend Paul Butler, I'm hoping, is going to get over there as well, but listen me and Adam caught up with him earlier this week before Adam jetted off to Belfast. He's over there doing a little bit of commentary stuff. But we got Paul Butler uh, on the phone. We had a chat with him just to find out who he thinks is going to win this weekend and what it may mean for his career.
0: You're listening to the Fight Disciples
3: podcast. Obviously, this weekend, Ryan Burnett, uh, Zanet, Zakiyanov, unification fight in your weight category. You must have at least one eye on this, buddy. Your old belt.
4: Yeah, definitely. Um I think it's a great fight to be honest. I think a lot of people are writing Zana off a little bit. Nick's um, not Nick's not. Nope. Nick
3: started the show by saying, um, Stop writing Zana off. That's yeah. what you said, didn't you? That's right.
4: Definitely. I think I think he's I think he's a very, very tough opponent. I think if you if you're going over to the States and you're beating Rashid Warren in, in the fashion that he did after getting dropped twice in the first round, picking himself up and and winning that fight, I think I think Ryan's in for a a, a real tough night but it is a fight I think Ryan will come through mm.
3: Belfast as well mate home advantage you know what I mean it's going to be a cauldron there because you know what it's like uh, fighting in Belfast it's absolutely crazy
4: yep um, that, that's the big uh, that's the big thing for Ryan um, he's defending his belt back at home um, in a big unification fight trying to make history so mm. the crowd will be on his side it's just it's just one of them with Ryan if if he starts playing to the crowd and, and, and Zanac drags him into his type of fight, we'll, we'll see how that plays out.
3: We've spoke many, many times, obviously, about your own personal ambitions and obviously how your career has panned out, but there's a, a, a new lease of life in that Butler camp. Obviously, teaming up with Joe Gallagher, there's a, a springing step. Now you've obviously switched promoters... Um, straight away, as soon as you switch promoters, they had you uh, top of the bill in Liverpool. You put on a fantastic performance. That's not me blowing smoke up your backside. That's the industry saying that to you, mate. Well done. Uh, but sure. then you must be now thinking to yourself, right, okay, well, I sign, I signed to match room for one, one thing and one thing only. I want the big fights and I want the world title fights. That's what you want. So you must be... As, are you, whatever happens at the weekend, is that phone to Eddie Earn going to be going Monday morning? You're going to be saying, right, come on, sunshine, when are we doing it?
4: Yeah, 100%. Um the whole reason why I assigned to match him as soon as as soon as he, we, we spoke to Eddie he said they can get you this final eliminator with Sturial for this title and possibly there is the winner of zanet and and Benet as well um so we'll see where we go from uh from Saturday night but listen any one of the champions with a world title uh i just want i just want a world title back around my waist.
1: Yeah, the same belt as well, the same belt background you The Same what, belt. What yeah. a, what, a, what, a, what a, added, added with
3: the WBA? Nah, look at you now, eh? Hey, yes, hey, yeah. too now you getting sick. greedy now it's you nice, son. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> getting greedy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're all right. you know. It, it it's been a weird not a weird situation, but it has been a, a bit of a rollercoaster this last 2 to 3 years for yourself. So, now is can you genuinely start to see that light at the end of the tunnel because it has been quite dark for you. Yeah.
4: You know what? We created stalled um as soon as I got beat by Tete, that was it then. Uh, Frank promised me would be out within eight weeks. I think it was six months he ended up sitting out for. Uh yeah. through no fault of me own. Um I was ready to go straight back in the gym two weeks after Tete fight. Um and then we just gone from we just went nowhere. Yeah. Partly my own fault for failing failing weight at Superfly weight, but if you if you're almost on the world stage and you're doing eliminators at the well, final eliminator at Superfly. Put me in a big fight straight away at Bantam. Mm-hmm. Um, at Bantam, I just ended up going for ten rounder, after mm. ten rounder to eight rounder. Mm. Just career, just flat. And then I think, I think the move to Eddie was was a very good move because Frank was saying oh, twelve months world title, and with Eddie, I was in the world title eliminated straight away with with Stuart Hall. And,
3: and top of the bill as well because as we spoke about previously, you know what I mean. A lot of your fans have been used to seeing you yeah. at half past seven, eight o'clock of an evening, you know what I mean, before the television broadcast comes on, you were top of the bill in Liverpool. That's yeah, yeah. that must give you a bit of confidence as well to see where, where Eddie wants that, to take you.
4: Definitely it's like what, been two and a half years since I topped the bill. Um, and that was that was against Tete. Against Tete, yeah. So I haven't really been I haven't really been anywhere near the top of the bill since then. Um so it's nice to get back out, be top of the bill and and, and let me fans watch a good undercard as well. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, ev- all the fans have just said that the undercard was top in it, in,
3: it, in mm. Liverpool. Yeah. Now I know that you're a respectful man, Paul. Um, but are you going out to Belfast? Are you going to have a little bit of a trek, You know what I mean? Get yourself a new whistle. Get yourself in the crowd. Possibly, yeah. Uh, oh, good lad, this uh, is what we like. We like a showdown. We like a face-to-face at the end, don't we? Like. Yeah, go
1: on. Got to get oh, over right, there, Paul. Yeah. You're seeing the effect at the weekend when Chris Eubank Jr. got in the ring yeah. and went nose-to-nose with George Groves. It already starts building that fight, and I think you being there on Saturday night will just push push it over the final hurdle, you know, whether it's Zanat or, or whether it's Ryan that yeah. st- stood with the hand raised at the end of this fight. You want to be the one that steps in the ring
3: to go head-to-head afterwards, surely?
4: Mm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, the fights I want. So, yeah, it, it would make sense, really.
3: Well, the beautiful thing about this is that Eddie has all those fighters, doesn't he? You know what I mean? It's not like there's yep. going to be politics or a yep. TV deal and that's Jamie, going to stand Jamie in the McDonald's way. That's what I well. mean. Yeah, it's yeah. not going to stand yeah. in the way. So, whether it is Ryan, Zanna or Jamie, Eddie's the, the guy that goes, okay, yeah, we can make whatever you want happen. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, he's got a good twist on, on, on the bantamweight, Danny. He's got like the majority of them at the moment and well, like you say, three of them have got titles, so um, Eddie could could make any of the fights with, with the click of his finger. So it, it's a good it's good for me, and it's good for all the other bantamweights as well that the that the titles will be staying in and around Britain.
1: Of course, how would you rate these other three then, Paul? Let's ask you that. These three champions that are above you, if you like, you know, you've got Zanet, you've got Burnett, and obviously Macdonald. What are the best qualities of each of each of the individuals would you say? Uh,
4: I'd say the best out the three of them, technically wise, is is Bennett. And um, I think you, Ryan's still improving as well. I don't think any of the other two are really going to improve. I think with with Zanet, I think you just if, if you're not fit, and you're not tough. Then he's going to break you down. And he's going to hmm. he's going to eventually stop you. He's he 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 seems a nightmare. He seems like sort of like Stuart Hall, but Probably a little bit more about him. Mm-hmm. Um, looks like he can pop a bit.
1: Yeah. Um, King of the Who Needs Him club. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh,
4: but he has the WBA super title, so it's it, it's one of them. Like when I was with Frank and, and we couldn't get a big fight, that's what I asked for. When he what did he, he he held the interim and I kept saying to Frank, get me him, because I'll take his his number one spot from with the interim title. Yeah. And Frank kept saying, "Oh, it's, it's tough to make. It, it, it wouldn't have been tough to make. He just didn't really want to pay the money." Yeah. Um, and then you've got Jamie McDonnell, who obviously I've been talked about for a long time. Hmm. Um, tall, fit, rangey, Doesn't really, doesn't really use his range, to be honest. Um, if you watch, I've watched a lot of his fights because I've been linked with him a lot. Hmm. Doesn't really use his range a lot. If you watch his jab, it's quite a bent arm jab. Um, he never, never has anything long. I think his best two performances have been against the um, Chinese lad. What was his name?
1: Against as they saw. Or... This is Jamie McDonald. Oh, Jamie oh,
4: McDonald. Is Jamie. Yeah, he, he travelled to, to beat him twice. Comida, was it? Oh, Comida, yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah, in
1: America. Yeah, he, yeah. Comida yeah, twice he beat, it was.
4: Comida twice, yeah. I think they were his uh, yeah. best two performances. Um,
1: did you, be, did you believe he got beat last time out against Solis? I thought, yeah, I
4: thought he got beat against Solis by a couple of rounds. Um, two, three rounds. I, did, I didn't have him winning the fight. Uh, I thought we was very lucky to keep hold of his title. But I think he will get a better Jamie McDonald mm.
1: the on November fight. 4th. Yeah, yeah. the rematch.
4: Yeah, I mm. don't think you'll get um, Solis quite peaking the way he did last time. Mm. So I think Jamie will keep hold of his title.
3: Well, if you are in Belfast this weekend, mate, make sure you come over, we'll get you on the radio, you can have a little bit of a crack and, uh, and get and get stuck in. Obviously, if you're with us, then that gets me on the telly, so well done you, You make sure you come over for that. Uh, listen, just before we let you clear off, we've just been speaking to Dave Caldwell about his uh, football exploits, I know that you're keen, you do a bit at the weekends as well. How's your team's gone on this season, mate? Are they, are they doing the business? Uh,
4: we're doing alright, we're three points behind top on a
3: Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
4: Um, yeah. I'm good. With three points behind top on a Sunday as well, so okay. not too bad.
3: Are you? Are you still? Uh, are you playing manager still? Are you still doing a bit?
4: Yeah, I'm still playing. Uh, we haven't had a game this weekend, to be honest. So you're itching. So, uh, you're itching. We'll back out at it this Saturday,
3: yeah. All oh, right, okay.
4: That's yeah. why
1: he doesn't want to go to Belfast. That's why he's begrudgingly putting Belfast off. He wants to play.
3: Well, they can play Saturday, get an afternoon get, flat, and then clear off. Do yeah, you know get, what I mean? Get
4: me a late flight. We'll be all right.
3: <laughs> 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 Top man. Listen, Paul, nice one, mate. Thanks for being on the show, buddy. We'll speak right. again soon. Take care. Cheers, lads.
0: You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast.
1: That's going to be a cracking fight this weekend. I'm really looking forward to it. What a weekend of fights we've got to come. But as I say, I ain't going to be there. I ain't going to Belfast. I ain't even going to Leeds to watch our boys there either. I'm going to Gdansk, Poland to see the one and only Darren Till make history. And he's going to be coming up in the third part of tonight's show. Stay with us.
0: You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast.
1: Welcome back to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. It's happening. History in the making. We are almost there, and I have got him on the line right now—the one and only, the future welterweight champion of the world, Mr. Darren Till. Already in Gdańsk, how we doing? Yo, what's happening,
0: mate? Good to be on the show with
1: you. You excited, mate? Or are you still, you know, is it the rest? Of, is it the city that's excited, are we the ones that are kind of get bubbling and out of control now? Are you, are you, are you, you, know, are you still chilled? Are you relaxed? i uh, I feel
0: like the city's out of control. Yeah, but here. Uh... <laughs> Like I'm I'm just living the moment right now, mate. Everything's you know. I, I'm trying not to just take anything for granted. This week, I'm just living everything in the moment, and you know the amount of messages I'm getting off scouts and support from Man United is just unreal, mate. And I can feel the city hyped hyped for me. You
1: know what I mean? Is uh is it Colin's job at the moment to kind of keep you grounded, chill you out, or are you there yourself? You know, do you understand that all this excitement and the city's buzz and everything else—that's great but at the end of the day you you're there to do a job
0: yeah exactly business is business you know Colin just keeps me on the straight and narrow this week obviously I'm myself I'm bouncing around the hotel confident as ever you know we are training still we're still training hard twice a day you know getting that weight roll and you know everything you know we're just it's all it's all new to me to me this affordable me I've seen many times before but you know now it's a bit different being the main event you know all eyes are on you and obviously Cerrone, so you know it's just, I'm just living in the moment again, mate.
1: Yeah. Does it feel different, Darren? Does it feel like you're the main event? Does it feel different from previous UFC events that you've been at?
0: Uh, yeah, I try not to different, differentiate anything. Like, uh, I'm still here to just do what I do, you know. There's not changes, but, yeah, it's different, you know. I don't ever want people to treat me different, you know, just because I'm main event or one day when I know I'm going to be champion. But, yeah, you, you know, you can see people making a little bit more of a fuss over you, you know. And here, they'll do extra, they'll go out the way extra for you, which is you know nice. I've built myself up to this. I deserve this, this. This kind of treatment, you know. I've worked hard for it, so you know it's good. But I'm not. I'm not a guy. I don't. I'm. I don't need many much stuff. I, I, I do my own team. and you know. It's, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's a little bit different, but it's the same same for me, mate.
1: Yeah. Who's out there with you? Who's part of the team that's gone out early?
0: Where do start? Well, for now we're just we're just quiet. We have got me and Cole and Grundy, and another two fly out tonight. And another we'll two tomorrow. So my Friday, the, the entourage should be bigger than, than Nick and Mate
1: <laughs> <laughs> What day is Terry getting out? Is Terry still part of the corner team?
0: Yeah, of course, mate. Terry's out tomorrow. Can't wait for him to get here.
1: Be amazing experience. Just, just nice to have Terry Etten there as well. So much an uh, inspirational fighter in your own career, you know? Well,
0: no one, no one has inspired me in this world. Like, no one's my hero. But if you said to me now, you have to give me an inspiration, it's Terry, mate. Terry inspired me. You know, uh, I, 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 Teddy's a friend nowadays, but I still look up to him like a, like a little schoolboy, you know what I mean? And that's how I, I'll always see him. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't matter if I can win 10 UFC titles or whatever, I'll still always look up to Terry.
1: What's Gdansk like at the moment as well? I don't, I'm getting over oh. later in the week, so what's it like? Do I need to bring a big coat? Am I bringing a brolly? Uh,
0: you know what, mate? The weather's actually okay. I'm with t-shirt and jacket, that's all, mate. The weather's nice. cool. Uh, there's a few little nice shops around, and that. the hotel's close to everything. So, yeah. We're just chilling. I've had a
1: sunbed today, so I'm not going to all brown, <laughs> Nice, I
0: fast. love it. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, just chilling. Just, right now, i uh, Just going to chill till I have some food later. This I is fight it. week now, isn't
1: it? Exactly, yeah. Typical Scouse attitude, isn't it? Get in town, find a local sunbed. Where's a decent chicken place? All sorted. <laughs> yeah, That'll do us... Good.
0: Out but you
1: can't take out, <laughs> <I believe. laughs> exactly exactly what's uh what's this final week like then for you dan obviously you're saying you're, you're training two a days now obviously you're not sparring you, you're hitting mitts and whatever else but is it is it all about your weight now you're such a big guy is is this final week your worst week is this like hell week for you Uh, not not me worst week mate the thing
0: that i always say this way like, you get fighters right, like, and they always say uh, this is the ba- best new weight to have ever been, this, that, the other. They're just trying to convince themselves and convince you that this is right. And fight week is hard, you know, I, especially for a guy like me who cuts so much weight. It's never going to be easy. You're never happy. You, you get in them grouchy moments. But I walk around the hotel, even the day before, you know, we're and I'm, I'm a happy person. I'm confident. My chin's in the air. And, you know, I, I up, and, up until... Literally thirty, mate. I'm. I'll be training like a monster still. Like I still train hard. Like last night, I took four kilos off in in, a, in one. Sorry, three kilos off in one training session. You know, you can only do that with proper output and hard work. And you know, I see a lot of the fighters moping around and they're just doing a little run and then you know they want to uh, they want to go up to the room and chill. No, you know, Conor the best out of me still this week, mate. And we train them hard. Let me tell you. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's it, it's one of them. It, 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 it's the biggest. Thing for me this week is weight. I don't worry about the fight. I don't worry about Ciloni. Uh, fight day, I have a little thinking and, and get my nerves going about him. And you know, obviously, my confidence comes out. But this week for me is it's it, it's more important to make weight, mate. That's that. Colin always says it. That's the most important. And especially with a guy like me, mate, I'm so big for the categories. You know what I mean?
4: Yeah.
1: I was I'm lucky enough to get a little insight into your training camp, into the build up to this one. And seeing you in the ring, seeing you move, move around, especially with someone like Big Tom, who's a big heavyweight. And yet, you know, your size is, is not far off his. It, to, to think how you get down to 170 is absolutely bonkers. Where are we now? A couple of days out. What will you do in the final few days? Do you have a big crash the night before the weigh in, or do you try and bring it down gradually in the final week?
0: This is no lie, now Nick. This is—you're the first person I'm telling this, and this is no lie. I have literally just done the pre-weigh-ins, right? And yep. every Tuesday when I fought in the UFC and I've done pre-weigh-ins, I've always been around eighty-seven point five K
1: yep.
0: Water-loading. I have just weighed this morning eighty-two point five kilos, so I am four kilos off what I usually am. Wow. So You can take that out of you. Get. Mm, you know, I'm not going to see me weight great, and i Nick, but my weight is excellent. Yeah. Fantastic. So, uh, Colin's, you know, over the moon about that as well and we're just going to have some food today and then obviously again tonight, smash that weight. You know, by tonight, I, I really am looking to be like 81 k. and then for me, mate, that is easy pickings for Thursday because usually Thursday going into the, the last weight cut, you know, with sauna and that, I'm usually like 84, 85 and it's, it's a big, big massive cut, as you know, Nick, I'm massive yeah, yeah. but if I can get by Thursday around 81, 80 kilos. How's that going to be for five rounds? I haven't even saw it because, you know, usually I have to, you know, kill myself a little bit in the sun. Not kill myself, but, you know... I have to dig deep, and, of course. I don't need no days, mate, that's only going in my favour
1: for Saki. Yeah, exactly. You, you mentioned it then the five rounds. Are you uh, are you excited to be going into a five round fight? Obviously, it means one thing in the UFC; it means you're the main event. But um, obviously, you know the, the the person you are, the striker you are. I know for a fact you probably don't think it's going to go five rounds. But are you excited to be to be moving up to this level in your career? Yeah, uh, in
0: terms of mate all these chances and all these opportunities and five rounds and title fighting, and you know I, I, I am I've been preparing for 14 years for this this is no this is no preparation like from a year ago you know Cerrone made a comment like you know he's never been in the trenches and that you know I've had a 14 year career up to now mate and I, trust me I've been kicked in the head I've been elbowed I've knees to the face, I've had teeth knocked out. You know, I, for personal life, I've been stabbed, I've had to go away, I've had to sacrifice so much. So I think I have been in the trenches, mate, and I've been working 14 years for this moment now, and, you know, this, this is my time. Just Sironi's been around for a long time. It's time for me to step up, and that's what I'm going to do Saturday, you know, and I cannot wait.
1: Yeah. Is he, is he at the hotel yet, obviously? When did you get in? Was it Saturday?
0: I made sure I was here Saturday, mate, so I was fully prepared for it. So for
1: like, we... yeah, get fight yeah getting there nice and early is Seroni even in town yet is he in Gdansk have you oh, seen yeah, him around I've the hotel not... no yeah I've seen him here last night he, he, there's a massage place in the
0: same place as the gym and I was jogging on the treadmill and oh, you know he just looked at me I, I, I winked at him and just gave him a nod
1: in the head and he, he respectfully uh, you know lit, lit, lit on to me and my coaches and that was that night you know we're going to fight Saturday we're not fighting before that yeah um, <clears throat> that's another part of the fight game that a lot of
0: people don't seem to appreciate but you love it I do it's all genuine mate there's no fake I, I i i don't say you know I, i'm not gonna sit there and like badmouth his kids that's silly what, what i say you know when you say hype in a fight i say and i believe and i you know i go and do it like i, I am saying i'm gonna knock him out and i will and i'm going in there I, i'm gonna knock him out and he's saying he's gonna you know drag me into the trenches and this is we're both talking we're both genuine characters this is real
1: yeah you were uh, obviously you're you're known as a a striker, a knockout merchant, he's built his career on being a, a kickboxer, a striker as well, you know, on paper, to me, this looks like a, a fantastic striking battle but I've got a feeling Cerrone might try and, you know, use his, use his experience, try and get you on the mat try and tie you up on the floor, use his wrestling, uses his jiu-jitsu. is that kind of where your mind's at as well or what you what are you yeah. expecting on, on when the bell goes? Well, my mind's
0: focused on fighting it at the end of the day, I listen to what Colin says and as soon as the fight got announced, Colin said, you know he's going to take you down, don't you? And I said, yeah, I know, I know full well he's going to take you down. So, you know, let's let's see what happens. You know, is it wise for Saroni at his age and how many fights he's had to be striking with a guy like me? And, you know, I'm not just no normal welterweight, as we keep saying. I, I punch like a fight every week, mate, honest to God. You know what I mean? So, is it wise for him to be standing there and trading strikes? Even if he does anyway, he's not he's not better than me standing up. He's stand up for nowhere near, man. I'm I'm the best stand-up fighter in the world. So, you know... Let's see how intelligent he is. He's going to try and come and take me down. But even that's a task on itself, mate. You you know, for him to get that first takedown, I'm going to have heavy hips and be putting all my 90 kilos into not getting sucked down. And, you know, that's going to drain his energy in the first round or the second that he does that, you know. Then Mm. we'll see who can go the full five rounds because I won't be trying to take him down. I'll be smacking him on his nose, mate.
1: Are you uh, expecting a, a big crowd going over? you got many, many friends and family travelling over for the fight this weekend. I
0: am expecting Poland to be <laughs> s-
1: scouted.
0: <laughs> be still. like Bald Street. You <laughs> swear to God, mate, like it's going to be County Road. There's that many people going over.
1: Brilliant. It's, uh, it's so exciting now to be on the threshold of this. and Obviously, mixed martial arts in Liverpool has been has been bubbling along nicely for years. Obviously, we had a real a real high point from your team, from Team Cowboy, a couple of years ago when we had three or four guys in the UFC. Then we had a bit of a low time when we had no, no Scouse accent in the UFC at all. But you're really driving us back to the forefront now. And not only that, you're actually going to headline a card, the first Scouser in history to headline a UFC card. Is that kind of rubbed off on you yet? Are you feeling... You know, are, are you enjoying that moment, or is, do you think that'll be something that probably at the end of your career, when you're retired and you're surrounded by gold belts, is that when you look back and go, "Wow, I've really achieved something. there, made a bit of history." Yeah, uh,
0: I say history, and you know, even just looking at the posters and seeing my face, I said the call before. Like, you know, like uh, it hasn't hit me yet because I'm right now, Nick, I am literally living every minute in the mo, like in the moment. I'm not, I'm not like about anything, everything's just coming at me and i'm just taking it as a, as a goal you know and like i've been away for four years you know people miss me you know i wasn't i wasn't the face of mma in england and not many people knew me outside of liverpool you know because i brought my amateur amateur and professional career up in brazil yeah and i've been back now months mate and i've just made crazy waves like i've said what i'm going to do and i've done it you know i a real person and in nine months i've had two fights just not too you know, top prospects in Europe, often now in main events. So you know, I, 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 after this thing in England, mate, I'm the face of the Without sounding too arrogant of cocky, you know, and yeah. I, that's what I want to be. I, I want to be, I, I want to be bring, I want to be bringing all you guys to. I want to be inspiring the, the, the next crowd. You know, I want people, other other fighters from Liverpool to be up there with me. I've, You know, let's thrive as a
1: country together, innit? Yeah, well, this is exactly what happened with with Conor McGregor. He made such a big impact on the sport so fast that suddenly it was like, okay, Conor McGregor, well, I want to take the UFC back to Dublin. And Conor McGregor took the octagon to Dublin, and then suddenly, you know, he had his entire roster, all his SBG teammates, they were all signed by the UFC. Had this entire resurgence of mixed martial arts in Ireland. Hopefully, you know, a big win against Cowboy this weekend. Surely, at the press conference, you know, are you even thinking about maybe asking for a fight at the Echo Arena to finally bring the UFC to uh, Liverpool? That's,
0: that's all I think about, Nick. Uh, you know, obviously, I don't look past Cowboy or anything. I, I never do that, but I plan for the... Sometimes you've got to plan for the future. And, you know, I, I love to be at the press conference there and I'd love to be speaking to Dana or Sean and saying, you know, let's get this on at the Echo. And, you know, let's get a few my lads from Cowboy. And let's get a few or the lads from uh, Liverpool on that UFC card. Let's, let's make a full UFC Scouse card. Yep. verse the world. And we'll show you what Scouse power is about me. We'll tear everyone's head off. You know I
1: mean? Well, we've joked about it in the past, haven't we? Saying that we'd love the Liverpool Echo Arena. Obviously, every scouser in this city still dreams about UFC Ibiza because we think that would be that would be the perfect summer. But let's 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 save that to the summer. Let's maybe start in January, February with the Echo Arena fight. And you know, there's nowhere else to go after Cowboy except up. What's he ranked now in the world? Seven, eight in the world. So you know, we're talking about a, yeah. So we're talking about a win over Cowboy, then it's final eliminator. You know, an eliminator for the title.
0: Yeah, you know, you, you can't deny it. You can't deny me record. As soon as I beat you, you know, I'm 16 and 0. No one's been able to take me out. You know, you know what I mean. And then, you know, at this at this echo, who's, who's going to be the title? And I say, let's let's get someone in the top 10 or someone who's close to it. You know. Yeah. Uh, I want that, and I believe that will happen. And can you just imagine it? Like you know, me main event at the echo. You got all these other guys. You know. You, you, fighting on all these organizations fighting at the UFC that that would be that's my night, that's 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 all I think about i don't think about vegas or the t-mobile arena i think about the echo arena that that, that for me is everything to, to 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 make my city proud of me you know i, I want to make everyone in the city proud of me I, I want people to look at me and see me walk through the I'm doing that. you know the way you know, for example, the Smithers it. Look, look at the
1: Smithers four brothers. You know, yep. you take your hat off to guys like that and, You know, I want to be the guy in MMA to do it. Yeah, Tony Bell you at Goodison Park. I know in the build-up to this one, you had the you, you brought the UFC cameras with you into the studio with me and Adam, and and later on that that when they were there, later on that week, you went to Anfield. You walked out on the pitch at Anfield and everything else. Did, did you get a sense there, thinking you know maybe one day, Tyron Woodley here, UFC title fight yeah. on the pitch? Why
0: well, not? Yeah I did you know when I see it and I believe it like I don't I don't see it and say this can't happen I see stuff and I think in my mind you know I've got a crazy little mind inside my head and I see it and go you know what that will happen I can make that happen I, I believe 100% that it happened the, when I say that I'm going to be the greatest I don't say it You know, to context I don't say it for the sake of saying it, I say it because I really do believe it in my mind and my heart. I
1: believe I will be the greatest fighter on planet Earth. Listen, the entire city's behind you, as I say. They're not all coming over with me. I'll be over on Friday. Absolutely cannot wait for this weekend. History in the making. Darren Till taking one massive step towards a UFC welterweight title. Fantastic speaking to you, my mate. Enjoy the next couple of days and I'll catch up with you before the weekend.
0: Thank you very much, Nick. I'll see you on
1: Friday, my brother. Take care, Ace. That until their live from Good Dance. Oh, I can't wait! You know, I'm counting the moments. Uh, what a fantastic end to the show! There we go. You know, the guys talking about being the greatest of all time. We can't wait to see you. Tune in to us this weekend. Fight disciples across all social media at Fight Disciples on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Keep track of where me and Adam are. I'm going to be in Gdansk. Adam's over in Belfast, and our young boy, Fozzie, is actually going to be in Leeds with Sam Maxwell and JJ Metcalf as well. So it's the only place to keep following all the fight sports involving Merseyside's fighters this coming weekend. Thanks for listening.
4: Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.